Hello, everyone, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. I'm Anna Repberg. And today is Birdman or... Or... Parentheses. The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, close parentheses. That's right. I believe that's the complete title of the film. Yeah, no one calls it that, but that is the title of it. This is a movie that is unique in that it is, well, I don't know if it's unique, but it's relatively unique, Mm -hmm. in that it is shot to appear Mm -hmm. as if it is entirely done in one oneer. Mm-hmm. So no cuts, just the camera. Yep. It, it's not actually. There's a couple of places where many they, pla- many they places break it where, up. Yeah. So you know, it's it's more like shot in ten minute chunks or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have places where people go down hallways through dimly lit areas where they can kind of splice two things together mm-hmm. so that it appears like it's a continuous shot. So it's not actually filmed that way for obvious reasons. It would be extraordinarily difficult to do that. Yeah, probably um, not really possible. But it'd be possible because people do plays all the time and they do them this way all the time, actually. Mm-hmm. There's like Sleep No More, for example, was a play where an entire building full, well, not building, but places you could go all had actors doing things in them at once. So, yeah, but to, to then be like trying to maneuver a camera through all that and, and that would just, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's like. It's know. possible. I just don't know if there's any point there's to no it. There's no point. Yeah. It, it, would, it would just be. So that you could say that you did it because, <laughs> you know, this is good enough. It's, yeah. well, it's structured even, so that you d- the audience doesn't really feel like it's separate. So that's really all you need. No, right? I think it's, yeah, I think it's really, really cool. Okay. You know, there's not that many movies that would probably want to be filmed in this sort of style. Mm. But this one, it really works, uh, especially because it's, you know, it's about a play. And it's like claustrophobic and, and like, I don't know, it just feels really different. I'm having a hard time, like, putting my <laughs> thoughts into words. <laughs> Anna needs more sugar. Anna and more needs more time. sugar. I tell you, I dropped my lollipop on my phone. So do you need to go get another one? No, it's fine. Why don't Why don't the Why doesn't the whole movie club wait while you go upstairs, <laughs> get a new lollipop, unwrap it, and and eat it? It's fine. It's fine. No, Are we're not sure? going to do that. We're not. We're not going to do that. Okay. I'm going to make this happen without the sugar. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, you're like the, the, the old lady in To Kill a Mockingbird where you, you want to die without morphine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. I want to record without my lolly. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I would be on the flip side of that. Really? What you said. I, I like oneers in general. I believe that's the correct movie term for it. That movie terms for these sorts of things are all over the map. <laughs> a, a single is when you shoot one person mm-hmm. in close up, but a oneer is when you don't <laughs> when you don't use yeah. cuts. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, all right. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, I I like those kinds of shots, mm-hmm. but the mostly for this film, I just didn't see the point. I, I guess hmm. it came across well for you, so that's good enough. But uh, for me, I was like, uh, why did I? I didn't care that these were winners. There was no. It did not really. So the reason I like Wonners is actually more for bigger films mm. because I like camera motion. So, you know, when you see like a Spielberg Wonner where it comes in and there's this big scene and it goes to one place yeah. and then to another. I like that because well, the, it feels yeah. like it makes the scene feel big. But in this case, because the scenes are not big. It makes them feel small. It no. It makes them feel con- like. It didn't. It make makes them, them feel, feel claustrophobic small. to me. The, the whole movie feels like. That did not like come across to me at all. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. To me, it just felt unnecessary. And also, oddly enough, despite the fact that the entire film is ostensibly shot such that there is a person continuously moving through the scenery, at no time did I really feel like I knew where anything was. Hmm. Which is weird. But I, I never knew where anything really? was. Yeah, like when when the camera would start moving, I'm like, I have no idea where it's going to end up. Even though in theory I should have because... Well, not necessarily know. though, because there's times where it does, it'll cut to like a totally different location. Um, yes. Like he, at one point he, he ends up back at home, wherever that is, at some brownstone. And he's like sleeps out 
on on his like front stoop or whatever. And there's like a liquor store right next door. And like at first you think the liquor store is like next door to the theater, but then it turns out that it's like he's kind of I'm assuming like back home or somewhere. Or I don't know. Maybe not, I didn't maybe know not if he home. was home. He was just he somewhere. Might, but, but but it's not it's not like next to the theater or something. It's it's farther yes, away. Yes, and there's times when it time cuts as well. Mm-hmm. And so those to me again uh, that's actually on my list. I strongly dislike because hmm. I'm like if the point of this thing is to be a continuous shot what's the deal like that totally ruined that effect completely because now we're we're not temporally coherent so why did we care about being sp- and we're not even really spatially coherent mm-hmm. we're fake spatially mm-hmm. coherent what was the point because i think i think the, the right? point i think I is to I just didn't understand the point cuz it's about a play right it's about putting on a play yeah i feel like it's about that right like it's it's trying to recreate a little bit the feeling of a play but it's it's not at all like the play a play you're in one place so the last thing you would do if you were trying to recreate the feeling of a play is move the camera to me like i mean mm. i've seen uh, probably it's it's it may have broken the thousand line but maybe let's say hundreds of plays mm-hmm. this feels nothing like watching a play to me because a play, you are in one place, and the things change in front of you, mm-hmm. right? There, you are very static, and you're aware of that, right? You're very aware of the, of the fact that a single spatial location is being used to and and rearranged in front of your eyes. I yeah. mean, there, I'd have to think. I, I, I'm sure there are movies that have done more the feeling of a play, where you're looking at something and it swaps things, swap out of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But no, this is to- moving through things is the hallmark of a movie to me. Mm. If the camera moves, it's a movie. That's why it's called a movie to me. <laughs> it's not really why it's called a movie, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it obviously is not the exact same feeling as watching a play. But I just feel like because I, I, I'm not sure it feels like a play necessarily from the audience perspective. If that makes sense, I feel like it's sort of from the characters' perspective. Does that make sense? Like. Not to me, but okay. it doesn't mean it's not. It doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> well, I feel like this movie is kind of like complicated a little bit in what it's trying to say. Yeah. About performance and and art, being an artist. I mean, I I do think watching it again in the context of this this month of movies was pretty interesting. Uh, watching it right after adaptation was really interesting because yes. they're both they're both kind of dealing with like what it means to make art or try to make art. Yes. Well, um, and Ed Wood, too. Like it's all, true. All three of yeah. these yeah. are, are very... The, the lead-off movie, oddly enough, is almost not that related to the three yeah. we picked because I mean, the three we picked are very coherently similar in yeah. a way, and thematically, but the lead-off one maybe wasn't as much. Yeah, well, because so, I think... It doesn't this, matter. I, just, I think this one, Birdman and Adaptation, there's something that's very similar, which yeah. is sort of like... The debate, the internal debate in the yes. mind of the artist between yes, between like what you know, being the pure artist or whatever that means, and um, and then being like the sellout, the popular yes. artist. Yeah, and I actually feel like they almost come to like slightly different conclusions in a way. But like no one's important, and what no one thinks is really important. Do you know what I mean? Like that that feeling of like as an artist, you're trying to make something or say something but at the end of the day you're just you're just trying to feel important right and like everyone in this movie is constantly trying to feel like more than they are right like it's this constant yearning to be like important right and 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 always feeling dissatisfied with that no matter what stage like every single character in this movie is like dissatisfied yes with their situation um yeah and and even though by some other metric, right, they've absolutely made it, right? And they're like, yes. I kind of, I, I thought that was so true. <laughs> I, I do think this, so I would say adaptation is much more about, is much more of like an internal mm-hmm. struggle. It's like talking about a particular person's path through like dealing with the act of creating things and what that, how th- that messes with their head. Yeah, right? yeah. Whereas in this movie, I think it's much more about the external world, right? Like mm-hmm. it's showing a bunch of people 
who all sort of share that relationship with the external world and talking a lot about the external world. One of the interesting things about adaptation is the audience is really never mentioned. It's like implicit yeah. that an audience is reacting differently to Donald's versus Charlie. Yeah, yeah. But they're never really explicitly mentioned. In this one, it's very explicit. There are fans of mm-hmm. Birdman who mm-hmm. are featured prominently in it. There's the Birdman, like, voiceover character who shows up occasionally who is overtly talking about this stuff mm-hmm. about how the world the world wants yeah. birdman they don't care about this stupid play yep. and he's right and he's right, right. absolutely um, and there's even a critic right there's an actual critic mm-hmm. and none of those appear in adaptation right adaptation is about struggling to finish your screenplay and thinking it yeah, through, right? Yeah, it's much right? more internal. It's never about the audience, even though they're kind of implicitly always there yeah. as a backdrop. They're never the focus. And this one is very much the focus is almost, it's almost entirely on how people perceive Perception. you. Perception, yeah, yeah. It's the opposite of adaptation in that way. Yeah, well, and it's yeah. I, there's a scene There's a scene I really love Early on, because like, so Edward Norton, right, is the the guy, the, yes. the guy who comes He's in. He's the good Broadway actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also has, you know, it's it's so that I, there's this whole sequence that's I think really great where it's like he comes in, right? Yeah. And he, you know, Riggin is the director. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But as soon as this guy comes in, he's. Uh, He's very almost like submissive, right? Like he yeah. he's he's intimidated by this guy's talent. Yeah, yeah. His ability. He doesn't he doesn't have that much confidence in his own ability, Regan. And the scene does get better, right? Like he does draw something more more real and truthful out of it. Like he does improve this scene. Um and so Regan is like on the defensive, right? Like he's he's and the, and you know, and uh, what's the character's name? I I can think it's Edward Norton, but Oh, I um, remember. I'll just say Edward Norton. It's fine. God, it's I can't. It's yeah, like I can't Michael remember either. It's like Michael Shine or something like Shine, that. It's, uh, it's I don't remember what it Shiner, is. Shiner, maybe? Michael Shiner, um, something like that. Yeah, but in any case, so, um, but he's got a real ego problem, like where he obviously isn't actually that confident in himself, right? He likes to put on this 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 air of like. When they have a scene at but, the bar, well, I was just about to yeah. say the next scene. It's so good because it's like it's the it kind of exactly flips. Their dynamic, right? Where where Regan yes. comes in and he's he's feeling really insecure and like he's at the bottom of his game, right? And then this guy's on the top of his game. But it totally flips where it's like, at the end of the day, nobody knows who yes. this newcomer Broadway hotshot is. They come in and they're they're like, Regan, we love you. Like, well, he's not a newcomer. That's true. I guess I he's, think that's he's, an important part yeah, to mention there. In other words, those two characters are almost in similar situations. They've both had. A long career, yeah. somewhere, right, and right? they're respected in like different yes. ways by different people, and like, yes. and they're they're sort of like their power over each other ebbs and flows depending on like what context they're in, and they're both feeling at times egocentric and like into themselves, and then at other times extremely low and and worthless, and and that's another thing that just feels so like true about being a creative person is like that sort of ebb and flow of confidence. Um, and I just thought that was that those sort that those two scenes together were just like really, really good. They're actually separated. Well, but, but, but just, yes, but like taken, together, yes, together, taken together as, yeah, yeah. as like the moments for these characters. Cause um, there's a part like the, the one at the bar actually occurs after mm-hmm. the, like uh, <laughs> that Edward Norton has the blow up because his gin has been watered down. Right, 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 right. Which yep. was hilarious. Yeah. Like he's, the jokes in this movie are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite things about this movie is when it doesn't take itself that seriously. When Edward Norton is holding the piece of chicken and he's like, this piece of chicken is the only real thing on this set, so I'm going to do my part with the chicken, right? And he's holding it in his hand. Like, when when this movie is silly mm-hmm. was actually when I liked it the most. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think when it's serious, it's all right, um, but it feels like it's in a – it sometimes gets into an uncomfortable zone where it's trying to be deeper than it can pull off. Is how it felt to me. I do think it walk. It um, kind of walks the line up to the or up to that line. Anyway, I don't know that for me it yeah. ever crosses that line, but it, I do. I do get what you're for saying. Me a little it's bit. It's like it yeah. walks right up to its own ability to like. Yeah. Successfully say what it's trying to say. I think. Um, well, I don't care if it successfully says what it's trying to say. I'm just saying where, it, how it, well it pulls off what it's doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, some things you can't. They're not concrete. Right. And so you can have. And I think. 
One thing that I like about this film is that it doesn't seem to have a super strong point of view, Mm -hmm. which is nice, right? I mean, you know, art with a capital A oftentimes wants to be ambiguous. And I think it does a nice job of that in a lot of places Mm -hmm. of not being like, hey, here's the right answer to the thing that we're talking about. Because there's no right right? answer to this. It's just feelings. It's It's just, yeah. It's about like this this sort of relationship with fame and creativity and... Yes. And there's no answer to it. It's just internal feelings a lot of the time. But sometimes like what it tries to go like when it tries to go too far, I feel like there are several places where it did. Okay. It just doesn't... What's work. an example? So I'll give two different examples yeah. that illustrate two ways in which I think it goes too far, mm-hmm. right? So one way that I think it went too far that's kind of more concrete is like when he he goes and he gets drunk mm-hmm. and there's like Birdman action sequence, yeah, yeah, yeah. which makes great sense. Mm-hmm. But then they keep like stacking crap on top of that. So then like they pretend that they've cut out of that dream sequence and he's now going to commit suicide by jumping off of a ledge mm-hmm. but that's also not true mm-hmm. and he wakes up in a like and I'm like he got drunk he didn't take LSD <laughs> right like sure. you're portraying this thing that is very concrete all of these are played straight mm-hmm. right so they don't feel like things he was thinking about, really. They start to feel very concrete to the audience, and it feels cheap. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to show someone ostensibly really jumping off a building, you kind of have to have done that well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you can just throw it in. It feels like a it's-all-a-dream nonsense that mm-hmm. people do, and it felt really lame. If he was supposed to... If, if, if he had actually been up there and and almost jumped but didn't... That scene works great. He does jump and he floats away and like does it, and then he wakes up and like it just it just feels kind of amateur at that point. That doesn't feel consistent with trying to make something that's actually, especially when you talk about we're trying to use these oneers to keep the thing very like. You had to have a better idea yeah. than that. And well, similarly, okay, so I'll, I'll, well, you respond oh, no, to that. No, I, I'll, I, I'll say the second one because the second one's different. This movie has this a little bit of this feeling of like you never know what's real and what's not real, which I think is kind of goes to the point of the theme, right? Which is like of, uh, you know, the actor's perspective is like not knowing what's real and what's real. I mean, Edward Norton's character, yeah, he can only, yeah. he only can have these emotional experiences when he's acting. Like yes. he doesn't, his ability to sort of like walk between those two worlds, he just like doesn't have it. So this, the feeling of real and not real is like always, or what's real and what's not real is always present in in this movie in this really satisfying way. And I think the Wonder style, at least for me, helps that feeling. You kind of slide in and out without noticing between real and not real, yeah. and, and it's you can't you as the viewer can't perceive when the change happens, and so neither can they. Like I feel like it just it gives it this like nice feeling. I um, agree that that part was done well, and I think that. That is one of the reasons I object to the places where it tries to go too far is because, like, for example, they did it very well in the scene where he is telekinetically, quote unquote, trashing his dressing room. Yeah. And then it cuts, uh, like, not in literal cut because mm. this is supposed to be Warner's, but it, like, swivels to see his producer arrive. And when it swivels back, it's literally just him throwing the things. Yes. Which is yeah. what's actually happening right. in the real world right. because he can't. You know, he's not actually right. telekinetic, yeah, yeah. right? He's not um, really Birdman. And that works fantastic, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, And so that's why I think when it, when it steps over the line into you didn't have really any idea of what was actually going on here. You just kind of threw some stuff up on the screen. That hurts to me because I enjoy – like mm-hmm. when it was done really well and it was dialed, it, you knew. It felt great, yeah. right? Yeah. And then these other scenes, they feel like – you didn't really know. You kind of said some stuff here, but I don't feel like you really had a handle on it. I feel like you went too far. Um, I do think there's occasionally you get that a little bit of a feeling of like biting off more than you can chew. Yes. That's um, what, and not I, that you couldn't have done it well. It's just I don't feel like they did. It, it, they, yeah. There was probably another version of that scene that works great. The one with him jumping off the ledge. Yeah. It, this wasn't it. Yeah. I, in my I, opinion. For me, I, 
I kind of agree, although I think it bothers me maybe less than it bothers you. Um, I don't know how much it bothers me. Okay. I'm just saying it wasn't good. Like, Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I also think I have a little bit of this feeling with the end where he like shoots yeah. himself in the head. Same here. But then suddenly he just shot himself like in the nose and then like his nose is actually like fine. Like I, there's this little, a little bit of this feeling of like, you know, you should have like committed to, if you're going to have him do that, either commit to it or have it be in his imagination. I guess I don't know what the answer is, but I do think there's almost like a letdown of, or yeah. something where it's like, it's like. Well, to me, that's why I keep saying or, or was harping on the fact it's like, I think there was an issue like there's when you have problems like this, it creates a, a bigger issue for your story because things that happen earlier affect how you perceive things that happen later. Yeah. If it had remained a comedy like in its blood the whole time, the fact that he shoots himself in the nose is funny because he's Birdman. Birdman, and he has the right? mask, the big nose thing. Yes, and, like, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's what they're going for, mm-hmm. right? But because you've done these more serious parts and tried to go too deep in a bunch of places. Well, and, and that actual event is extremely intense and serious. Yes. Like him shooting himself in the in the head, like, yes. has a lot of weight to it that yes. works really well. Like, I really like that as a decision that he made as a moment in the story. But then it kind of, like, undercuts itself. It doesn't make sense. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so a lot of these things, they feel, that's why I feel like there's stuff, they put stuff in here that they weren't ready to figure out how to actually make work with the rest of the movie. Yeah. If they had committed to being silly, it wouldn't have been a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But because they decided to try to be more serious, it it dials up the degree that you got to be on the mark. You can't, when you start to be more serious in a lot of places, because there's a lot of serious stuff happening in this movie, it's not silly. I mean, it it, it, has, silly it has silly moments, parts, but... but it's not in general a ubiquitously silly movie by any stretch. No, no. It just doesn't work anymore. Everything has to be thought through that deeply if you're asking the audience to go there, mm-hmm. at least to me. Because in a movie like this, I pay close attention. So, so if things, if I'm, I'm like trying to put these things yeah, together. Yeah, well, and ultimately, they're, they're, you know, if for, if you're the type of viewer who's maybe not thinking, like, like I'm maybe not thinking as actively about a movie like this as you, but you come away, you you end up with this like this feeling of just something being off. It's and and that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. In other words, like that. That's why I think it stepped over the line is because you know I, I feel like I generally know the difference between watching a film that was kind of deep and thought through and that I just don't get. Mm -hmm. And one where like uh, the guy who wrote it didn't get it either. Right. You know, like I feel like I can sense that in this film. I'm like, there's stuff that you just put in here. And if, and I don't feel like you really knew that that was right. I think they were close. I don't think they were far on this movie, but I do think. not. No, it's not miles away. No, no, no. no. But I I just, I just needed a little more. Yeah. I do think they, there was a bit of this like, not knowing how to get out of a situation. I, I for the end because for me the ending is really the part that well, that lets me down. Because like I don't have as much of a problem with the dream sequence where the, the with the. Well, let me give you a second room. example okay, then because okay. there, there's another example of a different way in which this movie does that. Okay. To me, so at the beginning and later in the film, mm-hmm. they show a non-wonner cutaway, a literal cut to. I assume. I mean, I don't know. It's not made explicit, but I assume the beach. With oh, the, the jellyfish, jellyfish on yeah, it yeah. from when he tells his story of of committing or attempting Almost, to commit suicide, yeah, yeah. getting stung by jellyfish and, and coming back out, right? Again, just why? What I mean, it just seems like something you did because you thought that was maybe f- like deep to do, but it's not. It's like, why mm. is there a cut to a beach of jellyfish? That's not interesting. It doesn't give you any information about what's going on. And if anything, it makes it almost like, why of all the things, right? Like this movie is supposed to be bringing up all these different things and I'm supposed to be contemplating them, presumably as a whole. Did you then feel like, okay, suddenly one time and only once 
you're going to introduce this other grammar of linking the suicides by having this flash to a scene of dead jellyfish on a beach. It just feels amateur to hmm. me. It really does. It's like, figure out what you're doing here. I, I guess I, you know I, di- I disagree with you. I kind of like the jellyfish. I did not like the jellyfish. I like the jellyfish. I like the cause Why I, once? Why one time? No, it's twice at the beginning, at the very, very beginning of no, the movie. No, one, one use of this thing. Well, not quite, because there was also the um, the the flaming like. They're shown together. Uh, yeah, They're yeah. Not the, different. The, those two things are yeah. are combined. Yeah. Um, I just like it. I don't know. It feels kind of interesting. <laughs> it's kind of. Right. I I feel like there's something to be said for the jarring, like at the beginning of the movie, you have these two, you see these two things. It starts with that. It starts with the the. I mean, assuming it's supposed to be, I don't know what Birdman, a comet, the the trajectory of his yeah, career. Yeah, I mean, my assumption is basically like that. You know, this is again. I don't really know because I feel like it's very ham fisted. So I don't really know exactly what they were going for. But my assumption. Well, you don't would have be, to know. I mean, that's I think the point. But well, you don't have to know. But you do have to come away with something. And I came away with that with nothing other than it's distracting. Hmm. So my assumption is they were like, we want to show that he's thinking about the time he wanted to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Because that's when it happens. That's when you see those cutaways. He was thinking about that when he was floating. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm again, just assuming because I don't know any other reason why you would show it at the beginning of the film. Right. There's no other explanation for why it would be at the beginning of the film because he wasn't particularly low at that point. But I'm guessing he was just kind of meditating on it, just like thinking back on that mm-hmm. because it came up or whatever. Right. Well, at this point, and he is he is actually in a pretty low place at the beginning of this movie. You know, enough. He's low enough yeah. that I can believe that happened. Right. And then they wanted to be able to say he's thinking about that again at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. But Why? This this movie goes so far out of its way in everything else to try to make you be in the particular scene, listening to what's happening, and taking in the emotional state of the characters. That's the whole point of how this movie is shot. There's so many other times you could have decided to tell me what a character was thinking. Why? It's like you're going against your own idea, hmm. and you and it cre- and it provides no information. I already knew that's what he well, was thinking. Well, it doesn't provide information, but it, it provides a feeling. It, it, it didn't provide any feelings for me. Really? It's the I feel same like feeling it... I had already. It was just like, hey, by the way, you know when you thought he was thinking about suicide? You were right. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. Like, for me, I think a lot of times, like, I'm not thinking about movies that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a much more experiential kind of experience, right? And I like the feeling at the like the beginning of this movie gives you, um, but the drums and the cuts right like that 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 burning kind of comet and then cutting really fast with jellyfish. You don't even know what you're looking at, right? You can't, you can't even really tell. It's kind yeah. of unsettling. well, you wouldn't know anyway well, because thing, you the, don't know what that means right, and if the, you haven't seen the movie before. So I I think I think it was an, a good idea to to bookend the movie with cutting to something totally different and and. Um, like I like I like that idea. I like the feeling that the the two shots together give you, which is this sort okay. of an intangible thing. All right. That's I guess a more it's like obviously a very artistic choice. But I mean I, I like I like that as an as a way of ending, of getting out of the sort of one earth thing. Do you know what I mean? Because you have to do that. I mean I guess you could just have the whole movie. Be that way and end that way. Yeah, I I wouldn't um, think that at all. I, I just if, I, I I think it's an interesting choice, and I don't have a problem with it. I guess I would say I this the movie has a lot of interesting choices in it that I think contribute to making it feel unique. It feels like what it feels like, right? Warts and all. It, it's not like flawless, but it it's it has such a unique feeling, um, and and things like that, and to me at least, contribute to that that unique feeling. Um, that's like a bold kind of weird choice to do. And without it, this movie doesn't feel quite the same. Do you know what I mean? And I like, I kind of like that. I like that that's a bold choice. I mean, again, I don't, I don't dislike or like the choice. I dislike what it adds up to. The movie feels like it 
like it's trying to go for something beyond what it can go for and failing. And I feel like these sorts of things are part of that. Mm. If those had been done more consistently and more interestingly, so if it wasn't just a beach of jellyfish, but there was more to it than that, like there was something in that scene that we didn't know. So something in that scene we can see that is information for us so that we have a realization there's a reason why it's there beyond just that that helps inform me and f- me figure out like so the ending does make feel better or something right so it's like oh without that scene the ending wouldn't have made sense or whatever then it feels now it feels like coherent as it does it just feels like somebody doing some stuff with film and it's like yeah it's it's not awful i like they're good shots Right, I liked I liked the yeah, comment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They make you. They. I like the jellyfish. Because I'm responding, I think more to the to the intangible thing, the feeling that these that these shots give you, not so much this like the story intellectual satisfaction. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm. No, I'm. I'm but I'm responding to the same. Okay. I, I, in other words, I'm not trying to use this as as evidence of bad filmmaking. I'm saying these are reasons why I think the deep stuff doesn't work. Hmm. Is because when you did when he did those things, they weren't deep. It's just some jellyfish on a beach. Like if you wanted to go for this deeper, like more confusing, more ambiguous core, mm-hmm. it can't literally be some jellyfish on a beach cut at the two times he's feel it, talk, thinking about suicide. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up to what you think it does, is what I'm saying, right? I mean, I, does I, that make sense? I guess I agree with you. I just I guess I just didn't really think of that as deep. Well, it's not. Yeah, I guess, I, I, guess saying, I wasn't, right? I didn't think of it as deep. I just thought of it it's as not. like, it's almost like musical. If that, I mean, which, yeah. which it's like adding this this different rhythm, which I think is actually a side note. Like, I think the music in this movie is great like the the i love the um the choices like the drum the drums are so good uh it's a great choice because it's so unusual um but it's like it it just works so well um and then i'm pretty sure all the rest of the music is just classical yeah Um, the main one the main one i i the one that's like you hear the most is the rachmaninoff second symphony the when he's like flying around and at the end very ending and stuff um but yeah, like I, the music in this movie works really, really well. Um, I thought the drums were good most of the time, but sometimes I thought they were a little overbearing. Like it made it hard to hear what was going on and stuff a few times. So I would yeah. say like, I generally agree with you though. Like in a lot of places it worked well. If it was scored consistently, like with an orchestral score or something like mm-hmm. that, it would probably feel feel odd with the one like they even put the drummer in the scene sometimes, yeah. which again, it's like, I feel like that's a good choice. Cause it, otherwise it would feel kind of weird to have the music be very out of the Flowery picture. Flowery and orchestral, right? Or, which it is during the, during the dream, the more dream sequences yes. when he's flying around and it's, yes. it becomes more, more, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, so I do think like that worked well because the drums, they they even went so far as to put the drummer in to emphasize the fact that this is kind of just all there, which helps that one or feel. Yeah. It would break kind of if you I think it would wouldn't work very yeah. well. It's almost a, a necessity based choice. It's like w- the alternatives probably weren't good. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, who's to say? But I, I imagine they would have been kind of out of felt out of place. Mm. You know, if you put I also them in. feel like separately. Uh, this movie feels like very New York to me. Well, they go outside all the time and you can kind of yeah, see even the, the, drumming... the Phantom of the Opera is at the Majestic yeah. still. I, that's kind of closed by now, certainly. I doubt it. Because oh, um, I, I feel like at least that part of New York especially, uh, there, there's like this claustrophobia and, and um, like I really don't like that part of New York. Okay, <laughs> I, don't, <okay. laughs> I don't like Times Square area. But um Times Square, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> but I do think there's something about this movie that feels very New York to me, um, which I appreciate because a lot of times New York doesn't come through in in movies in the way that I feel like New York actually feels like. And something about this one like does capture, even though they don't spend yes. a lot of time walking around. Yeah, there's something about the like the hustle, um, everyone, I, yes. and, and and the 
sadness. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the, the, yes. like, the drums are just like, yes. they, they, they won't stop. They keep going. And, and there's something about that that really feels like I I totally agree. To I would say that when New York appears in movies, it's almost always romanticized. And by that, mm, I don't necessarily mm. mean glamorized. I just mean whatever the thing is that you're talking about, it's like, you know, dialed up to 11. Yeah. You know, very romantic, very gritty, yeah, yeah. very whatever. Yeah. But doesn't actually feel much like actually going to New York. Right. Whereas this, perhaps because they literally just like shot the outside, maybe with fairly limited like intervention. Yeah, yeah. It just it like yeah, that's that's Times Square. Like it feels like that. Uh, yeah, they don't like you said they don't spend much time on it because most of them they're indoors. Right, right. But but even but, even yeah. what the characters are going through and the and the like, there's something about it. it. Just feels yeah. I don't know. It feels it feels like it feels very much tangible. Like that you're in a, you're in this place with these people, um, and and maybe the wonder helps the style helps contribute to that a bit. Um, but Inyari Two is just really really like sets up beautiful shots. It's just a great looking movie. I mean, it looks great. Um, well, the, there's the, so much. I mean, I think yeah, partly the because Emmanuel of the Lubezki guy, yeah. the guy who shoots all of their films, is like super good mm-hmm. with light which the, is kind yeah. of a dp's job right yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just like very very good oh, yeah. uh, it's beautiful movie and like there's so much in, i mean there had to be so much intention behind every shot because the way they shot it right you can't just right you can't just be like randomly filming stuff when you're doing it in this style but um there's so there's really really great uh shots like people being reflected in mirrors sometimes and and like you know like yep. working with the movement and the flow in in really intentional ways it's just it's like really impressive filmmaking because this is not an easy task this movie right because the camera's moving around a lot yeah and so you're not going to be able to if if you're somebody who doesn't really know how to like capture scenes really really well yeah you don't because normally you set up your lights exactly where you want them Mm -hmm. for a camera angle right and you can't do that here so it really i'm sure this one the DP best cinematography. I would be shocked. There's if it no didn't, chance yeah. where it didn't win, and I'm uh, it. You know, there's a would be a very good reason for that. I would assume, which is just that like making this look well lit, which it does the whole time, despite the fact that the camera is just going everywhere mm-hmm. and like walking through every single scene. It's just much harder, right? Mm-hmm. And. So I, I totally agree there. It's fantastic looking film. Yeah. Um, and I think the the Wonder style works particularly well. Anything to do with the play when they're working on the play. Um, going off stage, coming on stage, yeah. going backstage, going up the stairs. It's got good motion. And, and, yeah. and, and, and like <clears throat> the sound is carrying through like the... Uh, the one, the applause, like there's a one shot of just the hallway, yeah. and you hear the the applause, like you're actually backstage. I don't know. It's just it, it's this really fantastic feel that you could not have gotten without this this particular style of shooting. Yeah, the the actual act of making the film see is remarkably well done. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my complaints was more in the writing. Um, Shocking, right? Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, not necessarily that shocking. I complain about film stuff all the time. I complained about adaptation. Not like I would have. It's true, but if if you can't, this you know, DP had shot adaptation, I bet it would be a ten times better looking movie. It's true because it's just yeah. it's yeah, and and so I don't know. Like I do complain about filmmaking, but in this it's one, true. it's it's very well done. I don't have anything to complain about. Yeah. Well, those three, those three, uh, the Mexican directors, Cuarón, Iñárritu, and uh, Del Toro, are all really solid filmmakers. Um, actually, it's interesting. Well, they both, well, the Quaron and Inyaritu both use uh, the same, the same. Lubezki, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Del Toro. I don't, I don't know. know much about his I don't filmmaking, know. to be but, honest. Um, so. You know, it's funny, too, the Wonner thing, because I always think of Quaron when I think of Wonners. I think of Children of Men, um, right. which I think have two of the best Wonners that I, in, in film history um the one in the the, the scene with the the car in the car shot in the car and then at the, obviously the very the very like end um just insane really really good and i feel like uh you know this movie obviously is a very different feel from that movie but um i love the i love the i love the idea of just like committing to that for a movie and and doing it really really well you know um yeah i, I mean like i like i said i didn't really care about it that much to be completely honest i didn't 
really feel like I knew why it was in this movie necessarily. But I, don't I think, know. It, think was done, it was done. It was done fantastic. Think about this movie without that. I, f- you know what I mean? Like especially the scenes with the plays. I don't know. I think it's hard to overstate just like how important the way this movie is shot is to how the movie feels. The experience of watching this movie yeah. is so unique. Um, and I think it, yeah. it's well, like... But I guess what I'm saying is, to me, it's more of a like, yeah, and and that's kind of necessary because I feel like the writing doesn't work that well. Like, in other words, it's not so much that I don't think that it it is a great thing to do and creates a very interesting, like, thing to watch. It's that, like, it doesn't really feel like it's actually all that well utilized. It's more like it's covering up, like, the fact that some of this stuff would be really kind of dull and not really add up to very much. It's like artificially making it more interesting because the camera is doing these interesting things, right? Yes and no. Um, I I think sometimes it's like hard to separate those things out because they all contribute to the same. And I do think like, as we talked about before, there's a couple areas where this movie does fall short. But I I, I think in general, it's like, I think there's a lot of ways it falls short. Actually, I, maybe I'm underselling how much I think. Okay, it yeah, because for work, me, but... for me, it's really there's just I don't have a lot of issues with this movie except for kind of the the ending or right before the ending. I, I don't mind the ending ending, um, but the this the whole thing with him shooting him. Like I like him shooting himself. I like that idea. Right. I don't, don't like, like how they resolved it. Okay. I don't like. I, I feel like it was sort of a a cop-out or something. Like, it was... They were trying to, like, have their cake and eat it, too, or something. Do you know what I mean? A little bit? Yeah. I mean... And that it felt like a letdown to me. It felt yeah. disappointing. Because I do think that, like, right leading up to that is a pretty great, intense moment for the for the character that kind of just gets, like... Well, and it... Shrugged it, off. Like, eh, in, my, in my opinion, this is just the... Like, that is just a sign of what I think is kind of endemic to the script, which is that... I don't really see an ending to this movie. I don't think that the movie itself does a good enough job establishing what might be a good ending to it. I don't know what they would have done because there's deeper problems. Because I think the movie is close in some ways to something, which is like I think by the end he's he's realized that he just needs to embrace Birdman. He needs to kind of realize that like he's maybe not a great artist. But what does that even mean anyway? But that's not what happens at the end of the movie at all. Well, no. The but, opposite of but that But I'm just happens. saying, but it kind of also, like at the end, the very last thing is he like jumps out the window and flies off, which for me, I guess, I mean, I guess could be interpreted lots of ways, but I, for me, that's him embracing Birdman. That's him. You know what I'm saying is that arc is not what happens at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, he actually is doing something very artistic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it fights the premise that he actually has decided that. Yeah, no, I, it I really, agree. The, the, this is why I say I think... I think it's, I think it's okay. like up until that point, it does feel like that's sort of the direction it's pushing him. Like, he's sort of having this dilemma of, like, which part of myself do I need to just, like, sure. embrace? And yes. uh, And I, I agree, it kind of fumbles the... Like, the ending doesn't... I, I mean, it's not to say that there's a clear or satisfying answer to that question anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. the, this, I don't feel like the writing of this movie at the moment, and I haven't thought about it tremendously, obviously, but I don't think it supports a solid ending. And that's why, one of the reasons why the ending is not satisfying is not so much because the particular ending they chose is not satisfying, that's true, but more because there is not a scene you swap out. It's not like, right, oh, the- they just, if they just wrote in that she says, will you marry me at the end, it works. It's not that kind of a yeah. problem, right? I mean, it's like the movie itself, and I'd say some other structural things about the writing that I think don't work in this movie, which is that the entire time, for, and this is why I say I think that the Warner is a bit of a band-aid over this. The entire time throughout this entire movie, I felt like I literally had zero questions and zero interest in what was going to happen. It is entertaining to watch what does happen. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah, is... N- I feel like I'm, you're definitely, at least for me, I'm engrossed in the movie the whole time. Uh, I, I wasn't really. Okay. And... Uh, I was half. I like enjoyed watching because it's kind of it's got a good momentum to it, but at no point did I care 
even one time, I cannot think of a single scene in which I cared about the outcome. Uh, there was like zero emotional investment in this movie to me at all. And I think the reason for that is because the writing doesn't support it. You never really care about what a character is going to do. You know that it will be interesting because they, they, you know, they've got lots of nice little conversations. But there's no real like I'm invested in a character's eventual choice. I want to see if he decides to leave this play or stick with it. I want to see if she sleeps with him or not. I want never. It never managed to create even a single time where I was interested to know how someone would do something. It was always just, ah, just kind of watching. It felt a lot like, in a way, and I apologize, realize this is a crass comparison. In a way, it felt a lot like a Marvel movie in that respect. Hmm. I knew there was going to be an action sequence where people were punching each other, and then at the end, it's going to go off and do another scene. It felt exactly like that. It was the artistic version to me, like the, the highbrow version of a Marvel fight scene where, yep, there's going to be this clever conversation and some things people are going to say some interesting things, but they will add up to nothing. And that, to me, was a real problem hmm. in this movie. I wanted there to be stakes. Like, I wanted there to be things I cared about the characters doing. Like, is, is she going to take drugs again or not? Is he going to finish the play or not? Is the critic going to write a good review or not? I never cared. They're hmm. all on the table. But who cares? Interesting. I, yeah, I right? don't feel I that. I never cared. I don't feel that way about it. Um... You, you mean you did care or you didn't care that you didn't care? Um, I think I cared more than you did. Okay, what did like, you care about, for example? Um, I, I cared about whether or not the play would be a disaster or not. I cared about whether or not okay. the critic would write a good review or not. Okay. Um, I cared about w- whether or not he would do Birdman again. Like, I definitely, I think okay. I was invested in his... So you were buying I it. felt bad for him. Like, okay. I, I... And I th- it's funny, I was thinking about this during the movie... Especially after adaptation and stuff, too, where I think... Because I, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out, which okay. was a long time ago. And I was, like, yeah, in a very yeah. different place, you know, 10 years ago or whatever when it came out. And I do think I'm, like, I... There was a lot more in this that I sort of, like, understood in, like, a sad way, if that okay, makes sense. Okay. Like, like, I think the older you get, especially as a creative person, the more you realize that, like disappointment is like normal and yeah and you will always be hoping for more than you'll ever get and um and i just feel like that was stuff that i didn't connect with as a as a younger person yeah Um, that makes perfect because i think there's more optimism the younger you are there's more like yeah optimism Um, yeah and so i you know i think that's sort of maybe me bringing my own baggage to it i don't know but like because I sort of understood the predicament he was in. Like, I felt really bad for him that he's, like, he feels defined by this thing he did in the past. He genuinely wants to do something great artistically. But it also kind of realizes that there's no point in it. It's just this, like, much like, you know, adaptation. It's almost this, like, masturbatory element to it, right? Where right, you're, right. you're just doing it because you... You think that's what art, you, you know what I mean? But nobody really cares. And, you know, the, the Emma, Emma Stone, like, toward the beginning, she she yells at him, right? She goes on this, like, long rant at him. And it's all kind of true, right? Like, all of it was true. Um, and so I, I did genuinely feel bad for him because I think that's, like, a really sad place to be in your career. And, yeah. and I'm not to, not to say that I necessarily thought there was, like, a clear solution to that, but... I think it just led me to I had I had a lot of sympathy for him. I mean, which is different than I, I suppose being yeah. like actively invested in the outcome or something cuz I don't I think I'm a little different than you in the way we watch movies mm-hmm. where I'm not actively like looking for forward looking in a right, movie. Right, right, I'm right, I'm yes. experiencing what's happening in the moment. I'm not thinking about what's going to happen next. Uh, I'm just letting yes. it kind of happen to me. And so yes. because of that, I don't have a lot of, like what you were describing, I don't have that experience with the movie because I'm not particularly, I'm yes. not seeking anything in particular out of it. 
Yes, curiosity for me is a massive reason why I do anything. Mm. So if I'm not curious about what's going to happen in a movie, it makes it hard for me to really enjoy the movie that much. Um, it was the same thing with Ed Wood, right? Uh, with basically the same yeah, sort yeah. of thing, right? Um, and so some movies manage to pull it off. Uh, some movies don't, right? Some stories do, some stories don't. Because I think at the end of the day, what you're um, talking about is very much a story it's all story. Because it's like, yes. for me, there's so much more to <clears throat> the experience of watching a film than story. Like, story is a part of it, but there's so much more to it than that, than to the actual experience. And I think for you, the story seems like it's the the overriding, like, the most important kind of part. Well, it's the sine qua non, right? It's, it's more just like, it has to be there. Everything right. well, for else. Me, for me, it doesn't. Right, like, yeah. So to, I can watch, so a, movie, I can watch a movie it. that yeah. basically doesn't have a story. Yeah, um, you, and you have. I have, and yes. I've enjoyed them, you know, like uh, Terrence Malick or whatever, yeah, yeah, right, you know. Yeah. So um, we're coming from pretty different places, and I think because yeah. of that, the way in which we watch movies being different, I think we can, you know. For me, the that's why I feel like, too, like the style, the, the style that this movie is shot in is the biggest part of it, actually. You know what I mean? Like, Well, the, so it, this is actually, uh, I guess I could bring this back to the discussion about feeling like a play or not. Yeah. So, to me, again, that's one huge reason why this doesn't feel like a play as well, mm. is that plays can't rely on anything else. They don't have anything. The They've, story has to get well, you. Well, and the acting, right? and I do think the acting is um, really, really good in this movie. The acting's decent. I think it's good. I, I, I it's wouldn't really have said really, really good, actually. I don't think Michael Keaton's that that great in this. Um, I, think he's, I think he's pretty Edward good. Norton's okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I was, I was, eh, hmm. um, okay. on them. Uh, I, I realize it's very difficult because obviously they have to do this whole choreographed sequence exactly well, right. Funny about and the it cameras is, moving around well, and all this actually, stuff. I think, right? Interestingly, I kind of feel like the acting reminds me of acting in a play. Um, maybe for that reason. I also kind of like the way I like the <clears throat> I like the switch. Like I think they most of the actors they do this nice switch between acting for the movie acting and then acting for the play acting, if that makes sense. Because play acting always feels like a little bit fake to me, like they're projecting more and they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're articulating more. Yeah, and yeah. I think they, the actors do a really nice job of acting like they're acting. And I think that's like... Well, and, and I do think Michael Keaton did an okay job. It wasn't... I, you know who I should mention actually mm. is also Naomi Watts. I think she was probably... I'm trying to, trying to think of like who the best people were in this, but like I actually wouldn't say Edward Norton or or uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Honestly, um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, the no, point no. is just like I do think that Michael Keaton did an okay job, and he had to do a couple things that are definitely hard. Like you said, you had to switch, and he also had to be kind of lousy in the play. And also then a little bit better in the play at the end. Like he had to kind of, right, he yeah. does the same scene well, more it, than once. I think it really, right? it, it, that, that really shows well in the, the first scene with Edward Norton where they're practicing. Yes. Because he, this, that change kind of happens organically yes. as they're shooting the scene. And I, I, like that's hard. That's hard, I think. Yeah. Um, and so the, it kind of worked, but it worked like... So, uh, you know, I'd have to go back and watch it. But there's the same thing... Exact same thing um, happens in Mulholland Drive. The, uh, the David Lynch. The David Lynch picture. Oh, I've not seen that with Naomi Watts. Okay. She does a performance of the same scene mm -hmm. twice in the film in two different scenarios. I won't spoiler for people who haven't seen Mulholland Drive. Not that you really can spoiler it. You can sort of spoiler it, but a David <laughs> Lynch ever, picture yeah, David Lynch pictures, David Lynch? unless you're talking about like the straight story <laughs> yeah. or something, are not super spoiler. No, they are not. Yeah. Um, the same thing happens in that movie uh, and I feel like it went over better in that movie. I'd have to go back and watch it. Maybe it didn't. In that movie, I don't remember being aware of it till I thought about it after the fact. Okay. Right? In this movie, it was just very obvious that that's what they were trying to do. Okay. And it didn't land that well for me. Hmm. Like, it felt like everyone was trying to do stuff, and I knew they were trying to do it, hmm. and I don't... That's not... That's not crossing the threshold for okay. me. And I had that feeling a All lot right. of times, especially with Edward Norton. It hmm. was like, hmm. I know what you're trying to do here, and that's bad. 
I shouldn't be thinking about that while I'm watching this. So, so I don't really give the acting very high marks in the movie. To be completely I thought honest. Michael Keaton. I liked. I thought Michael Keaton. He was, was all right. Um, I do think Ed, Edward uh, Norton is. I, I, he works as that character. Um, I think pretty well, but I do think he's like well, over the top. I don't know. It's hard to say if it's the writing or not. I I just think he's a little bit too inherently cheery for some of the stuff, like. Some of the things, like, I can imagine his interaction with the critic mm-hmm. was actually pretty well written, mm-hmm. and I liked some of the lines. Someday I'm going to give you a bad review. I'm sure you would if I ever gave you a bad performance. Coming out of Edward Norton's mouth, it just doesn't land. It just did not land for mm. me. I can imagine somebody with a more serious tone saying that line, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. So you, you're, it's almost like maybe you're, you're hope you were in that role. You would have preferred an actor with like more gravitas or something. Someone who's like a little more. Absolutely. Like, because he's a, supposed to be a Broadway like prodigy. I'm thinking that you're going to have this person who, you know, when they, you know, it's like a, you know, the Daniel Day Lewis of Broadway, mm, right? I see he doesn't want his gin watered down. It's not Edward Norton. Like he doesn't have that kind of feeling when, and and it might not be something he can really control. Just some people, when they are there, they project this presence that is larger than mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I think this character was supposed to have that, and he does that's not a, have. That. You know, that's a good point because I I do think I don't think he does like a terrible job or anything. No. Um, and I do think there's elements of this character that he is good at portraying. Um, like he like like it's it's like he was supposed to be like. Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, right? I think and he's not. I never, I never know? thought of him that way. But when I, if I do think of him that way, I think he, he actually becomes a better character. Um, he does exactly. And this in my I, head I is under, what I'm thinking. I can when I'm understand watching. more why he would be intimidating yes. to Riggin and, um, and because I, I, I think the way he is currently, there's things about him that do work and make sense. His, he's sort of. A diva, and that comes through, I think, pretty well. Yeah. But I think I do agree that maybe the more serious part of him it doesn't work. Doesn't come through as much. Um, like I'm and, thinking Orson Welles yeah, when he's I like saying, saying like yeah. uh, when he's doing his ad for frozen peas. You know what I mean? I take direction from only one person, and then on, only then under duress. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that person in the role, all of a sudden this becomes so much more believable to me. Yeah. No, I, right? I think I think I can totally see that. I can totally see that. And I do think that's just no. a casting thing more yeah, than Yeah, it's just you know, that's there's nothing not there's Norton. nothing Edward Norton could have done to like No. He doesn't you don't believe him. He's too he's too cute. I mean that's that's just what it is. He's just kind of a cute guy. He's not he doesn't look what intimidating. Is it? His presence is not intimidating. It's not yeah. intimidating. Yeah. So and, and he 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 does pull off asshole. Like uh, you you totally sure. buy this guy as like a diva sure. asshole, sure. but, but I, yeah. yeah, but he's missing the other part that I think yeah. is important for that character. That that yeah, that seems reasonable. And the problem that I had with Michael Keaton's performance was that again, I don't know how much of it's the writing and how much of it's him, but you bought in, I didn't buy in, and part of that to me was the acting. Hmm. Uh, he has these kind of speeches, like the jellyfish speech. There are speeches when he's supposed to be forlorn like like really br- troubled mm-hmm. and their speeches like he has an interaction with the critic where he's talking about like how much he has on the line and she has nothing on the line right they just hmm. it just doesn't sound it doesn't work for me like i'm like they just kind of sound like he's just saying it i'm not feeling it like i don't feel like you really i don't feel like you really tried to kill yourself sometimes an actor does that and i'm like wow that really sound like I believe you, right? And I never really believed him. Hmm. None of the stuff he said in this movie did I ever really believe. Hmm. Uh, okay. And, you know, so I don't know. I thought Naomi Watts did a good job, like I was saying. I feel like the writing for her wasn't great, but she she was kind of more believable. Like some of the lines she had to say were really bad, I thought. I don't think it was her fault. So a little bit, some were a bit cheesy, but I felt like she... Really, I believed her when she was talking. I just was like, "What the mm-hmm. heck is that line?" But- Separately, too, I uh, mentioned yeah, you just mentioned that character. I think she's yeah. another example of the sort of idea of the, the, the idea of the movie, like how all these characters are going through basically the same versions of the same problem. Yeah, and she is too. Um, she's like, you know, this is my Broadway opening, and and uh, you know, she feel like doesn't feel like she's made it, even though she's made it, and and um, 
I just like that consistency kind of like I like that yeah. they've given like they've given all the characters a slightly different relationship with the same yes experience yeah um anyway I just because you brought her up I thought I would throw yeah, it yeah. in there but no. um but yeah I mean I don't know how much more there really is to say it seems like we're I'm obviously more positive on this movie than you yeah. are but that makes sense considering the way our brains seem to process movies. So. To be honest, I would put this in the same, like, kind of a similar category as Interstellar, oddly enough. Good filmmaking, Which is that but... the filmmakers are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not just good. Oh, yeah, They're, yeah. Like, like, exceptional, Exceptional, right? exceptional, yes. And to me, this is an example of a screenplay that I really would have liked to have been reworked because I feel like it... F- it it comes across way better than I think it actually is because the filmmaking is so good. And so much like Interstellar, it has that same property of material that wasn't so great being elevated to something very watchable because just the, the making of it yeah. is exceptionally well done. Uh, and in this case, like, I think that's exactly the same thing. It's just like, it's put together so well that I don't notice a lot of these things to the extent that I would have. I mean, I guess right? I, I And I enjoy s- watching the movie as a result yeah. because that that part is done so well. I don't think it's... I would <laughs> say I think Birdman is a little stronger than Interstellar overall, but mm. probably because it's less story... Like, Interstellar is very, very story heavy. Yeah, the plot has to work a lot more and, in Interstellar. And in this, it's just this, it doesn't really loo- have to. It does, yeah. exactly. Um, but I do kind of agree that I think both movies have this sort of they had a, the potential to be like out of the park like classics yeah. like yeah, yeah. just just exceptional movies yes like everyone should watch Birdman will, for the next hundred like, years a movie right? that yeah. people will be talking about yes for, and, and both I think f- just fail to hit that mark on writing s- on writing literally and, just on writing um yeah I, I would say I would I guess I agree there um, but but because the writing is less important to Birdman, it's maybe not as noticeable. Yeah. The last thing I guess I would say on Birdman um, is because we didn't really overtly say it, so I'll say it here. Uh, and on a positive note, the visual comedy in Birdman mm. is very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just wanted to point that out yeah. because we didn't really, we talked about how good the filmmaking is, but we didn't specifically point out that part. Sure, sure. Which is that, there aren't that many filmmakers. Um, oh, what's the guy? We haven't done any of his films. Uh, the the guy who does like um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, oh, the, it, it, and he he, um, he he's done many films. I just can't. Oh my god, blanket on his name. Um, That's really frustrating. You know the, the. I know who you're talking about. Uh, he did Hot Fuzz. Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh my god, what's his name? There are very few filmmakers these days. He's one of them. Who Edgar, like, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I got it. Thank you. I pulled it out. Who does visual comedy. Yeah. Meaning like there's a joke in the way that the thing is shot. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it's great. And I thought this movie really nailed that. There's mm. so many of these things. Um, like the, 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 first of all, the bird man being in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. occasionally when you don't expect it like you know the yeah, pan yeah. over to the toilet and he's and there he's sitting and out back. The toilet. yeah yeah <laughs> um and these sorts of things are great and uh, or like uh and norton getting out of bed with the erection yeah, and yeah. it's right and there's all this people's reaction and it's there and it like uh and and uh and michael keaton kind of looks down in it and then looks back up and yeah. tries to, right i also so, think the, the whole scene where he gets locked out so he's like trying to pull his yeah. robe it's, his robe is stuck and he's at running the door through and he's the, like run through the tidy whiteies yeah. you know and, oh it's yeah yeah um so i think like did, I wanted to mention that specifically because there's a bunch I'm forgetting. There's there's lots of these in the, the there's like jokes mm-hmm. that are happening mm-hmm. in the way they chose to shoot something, um, and I think that's really great and worth mentioning because it's so rare now. Like when people think comedy nowadays, usually it just means that there's comedians in roles who try to say funny things. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's a lot of it's like kind of improv. They just have them say stuff back and forth and then they cut, they take the like funniest lines or whatever and they do it. That's like, you know, like a Judd Apatow movie, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But there's no actual comedy visually. Yes. Once in a while he does. Like in um, Walk Hard, I remember he did he did some visual comedy. And, so, and it was great. Uh, but it's rare to find nowadays. So I wanted to point that out because yeah. this is a movie that... 
as much as it wants you to take it seriously sometimes, it also just does a great job when it decides to be right. silly. Well, it does a really good job. I do job. think, too, that's like it's it's just pointing a little bit to Inyaritu's range because you do think of him as a director who's like makes serious movies. But yes. but he has actually like he has range like he's capable of of successfully shooting funny yes. stuff and and he's just yeah I mean just really really great director. Well you know what and I think about the Birdman mask at the end it's another visual yeah, joke yeah. right just visual joke after visual joke after visual joke this movie and and I thought those worked great yeah um so. I just wanted to point that out as a as a specific way the filmmaking was doing something really interesting as well that again it it's not that unusual perhaps in the old days mm-hmm. but nowadays it's actually quite rare yeah. uh, that people are doing that and so it was, it was very But it was I do really think great. you know obviously the most notable thing about Birdman is the 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 way in which it is shot. Yes. And uh and honestly it is one of the most unique and impressive films in that way that I can think of. It's really really great. Yes, I mean there's so much good stuff in the shooting. And it's Absolutely. rare these days that a director really gets to try something unique and challenging in that way and do something new. Like, you know, I think we talk about this fairly frequently where it's just like these days with a lot of modern movies, you're not seeing anything new. Right. You go to the the movies to see the exact same thing you saw last year. Um, And particularly with the directing. I mean, absolutely. And and so to see a movie like this where... And the scoring. Yeah. The scoring was very different, too. And the scoring is now very much just like loud violins. That's the scoring, right? Whereas now this was like totally different than that. Yeah, exactly. And so I just like I really appreciate this movie was able to really successfully pull those things off and make something really unique and special because, you know, we don't get movies like that very often. And even though it's not perfect, it's It's like I'm really I really enjoy the experience of watching this movie because it's so unusual and uh, I, I don't take that for granted, you know. That's a very good point. And it's it's a movie that's worth watching for that. Oh, yeah. Even if you're going to end up on my side of the fence where you're like, didn't really like the story very much or whatever else. It's still like, I like watching it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I said this about Interstellar. Like, I like watching it still. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it, it's that good yep. at what it does that you still enjoy it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can't. No, but I assume that people who wouldn't really be that interested in this movie shot flat might enjoy it anyway because oh, of the way it is shot. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think we've said all there is to really say about Birdman. So, um, yeah. like Or let us, the or unexpected virtue, virtue of, ignorance. of ignorance. Yes. So, like, yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we're really curious to hear if you are... Uh, if you're, I mean, it's not really Team Anna or Team Casey. I don't think we disagree that strongly on this one. But no. as always, we uh, there aren't know, that many that we do. Ed no. Wood, I guess, was the strongest disagreement we've had. Well, and, honestly, and, and it wasn't I'm, that. And I'm sure strong. as as movie club listeners are beginning to pick up on now, like Casey and I watch movies in slightly different ways, and so there's consistent things in the way we disagree. On it's movies, also 100 percent right? job predictable. <laughs> Programmer cares about structure and yeah. flow, yeah. and artist cares about visuals and presentation. Yeah. Like it's like an experience. It's, it's yeah, hardly yeah. surprising. No, it's a good point. <laughs> it's a really good point. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.